Howdy and welcome to Love Letters, a story mode podcast network production, which still sounds really weird to say, in which I, your host, Podcast Ken, sits down with a special guest to discuss the movies, games, TV shows most important to them. Today, I am joined by the voice of a generation, some call her. Uh, my friend closest to winning an EGOT, I reckon. Uh, president of the Nat5 fan club, an all-around <laughs> good person. I got to know her by doing a weekly quiz that she hosted, but the only thing better than Cassie Weekly is, of course, Cassie Daly. How are you doing? Cassie Weekly, Cassie Daly. That's me. Slam dunk. <laughs> That's very good. That's very I good. I may have thought of that joke before I even asked you on the show. Oh, I see. And you're like, how, how can I get this in I, there? I'm going to have to start a podcast. Yeah. Oh, it was way further back. <laughs> I'm going to have to go to Quiz and find somebody named Kathy Daly and work backwards from there. But we got there. How are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course. You're, you're on all sorts of- My place of work. Yes. Thank you for uh, making making this all work and happen. Uh, mm-hmm. To talk about a film that we've been talking about for a while now. <laughs> when did the like first we- trailer for this film drop? Uh, oh, a while ago. A while ago. Yeah. It but feels I feel like, like I've been ready the, for this movie for a year. I feel like we're burying the lead a little bit here because we're going to be talking about uh, Barbie. We should have just kept Barbie. it a mystery and like you have to guess. You have to guess what you it was. guess at the, the movie like, that they're talking about. We just start talking about Barbie, but actually, ooh, what movie are they actually talking about? It was about? Jurassic Park Dominion, Cassie's favourite <laughs> film. <laughs> yes, of course, Greta Gerwig's Barbie came out a few weeks ago as part of, uh, on the same day as Oppenheimer, Barbenheimer. What a mm-hmm. time it's been for cinema. And it has been absolutely doing, it's been doing numbers, as the kids say. Uh, it's yeah. been a cultural event that has just made everyone, everyone bar the worst people, really happy. Yeah. But Cass, I want to know what this movie and concept of Barbie means to you. So from the get-go, what does Barbie mean to you? Well, I... I'm from a family of three girls. So I've got two sisters. Um, so there was, a, there was a lot of sport in our family generally. Like my dad was obsessed with soccer, but the three girls, we were still drawn to very feminine things and Barbies was one of those things. So we grew up playing with Barbies um, a lot from like the age of five, six, seven, um, almost to a point where it's a bit like in the movie where they talk about, you know, no one plays with Barbies anymore. Um, you know, you know, we're too old for that now. It got to the point where people maybe were like, mm, are you a bit old to be playing Barbies? But like it was less about playing Barbies, but more of the the worlds we would create together and yeah, the time you spend with your sisters playing this game. So did you ever play with dolls, Jesse? No, see, I, I have three older sisters and I can't even right. remember them having Barbies. And again, I can't remember anything before I was 15, which is okay for another podcast for another day. Who knows <laughs> that's what that's time about? For another time. <laughs> uh, but no. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, for us, like it, it was always about like dressing up the dolls, making them look nice. And, but then it got to the point where we would like playing Barbies would be an all afternoon thing. Like we'd take everything out of the cupboard, we'd make houses and, you know, couches and kitchens. You'd start to make things out of old ice cream containers or eggshell, like you just make things, make this world. It's like Sims before The Sims existed. You know, we were building the houses and then more fun came from creating the houses and the world than the actual of the playing. Um, so, yeah, we just did that a lot as kids. So 
the concept of Barbie has such nostalgia to me because it was just such a lovely time with my sisters playing Barbies. Um, even though I remember there was a point when I was maybe eight, nine, and this family friend of us, she was a bit older, she was 13 or 14, she didn't have any siblings and she gave us this giant tub of her Barbies. Like it was this giant garbage bin, like a plastic garbage bin full of her Barbies and accessories and it was like the best day of our life. <laughs> um, there was... There were clothes, there were dolls, there was another Ken in there, there was like a horse. It was just the best day of our lives and we actually still have that giant tub. We wouldn't let our mum throw it away because it was just, it changed our lives. Because, you know, you get given dolls for your birthdays and stuff and the clothes would get start to get worn out. Mum used to make clothes for us for our dolls. <laughs> just we're like, holy crap, we just got this influx of dolls um, and it was the best day ever. So it sounds like you're like, a massive part of your childhood and like yeah. family time was to do with, with Barbies. How, how did you feel when the movie first got announced? When the movie first got announced, I was, yeah, it was exciting because Barbie went through this phase of where like nobody, nobody played Barbies anymore. And, you know, it's mentioned in the movie where they go, you know, um, I think it's the, the girls at, the girls at school, Sasha and her friends talk about it. Um, and that's kind of that's how girls our age used to talk about it. Like, oh, no, feminists shouldn't play with dolls. Barbie setting feminism back all these years. You shouldn't be playing with dolls. You should be blah, 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 blah. So to see a movie about it, knowing that it was going to be made by Greta Gerwig for one, I have loved her adaptation. I loved her adaptation of Little Women, so I knew she'd do a good job. Um, I don't know. I was just excited to see where she would take it, like the concept of Barbie, where, what, where, where in the world. Because when you play Barbies, it's, you know, the limit is your imagination. So I guess it's the same for her. It's like what, where can she take this story? Would you say, like, so you're like a creative person. You perform, you you sang in our audio test before, okay, because you couldn't help yourself. Oh, yes, I did, yes. Would you say that, like, growing up with Barbies and the whole thing of, like, creating that world but also being, like, you can be whatever you want to be kind of helped you become that sort of person? Yeah, and I found it really interesting that whenever we played, the dolls had American accents, um, which is so weird. Even like we would try and have the girl, like the new girl at school is the Australian girl, and it was actually really hard to do just a regular Australian <laughs> accent when we were playing dolls. Um, we, I think it was when I was about 13 and my younger sister was 11-ish, we made a Barbie movie um, with her. She, I was behind the camera. She was moving the dolls around it's like a family heirloom this barbie movie um this hilarious masterpiece where the barbies go camping and <laughs> get attacked by a giant dog who was our dog but okay. yes it, it's you can see where our creativeness starts to come into play we're like yeah we'll turn these dolls and this playing of the dolls into a short film so so i'm gonna say greta gerwig's <laughs> film is the second barbie film i guess yes um, yes <laughs> yeah as was the prequel yeah the prequel yeah some say the original's the best i don't want to go for hipster <laughs> but you know <laughs> um how did you feel when you when you came out of the cinema after watching it because you've watched it twice now and i'm shocked you haven't seen it i have seen time. it twice yeah well i didn't have time between monday and now to see it a third time but um 
So I went with my friend Anna and my husband the first time and the movie finished and Anna and I just kind of was just sitting there in kind of stunned silence. Um, we were both, yeah, quite emotional, maybe because of the th- more of the themes that came up. But I, al- I also wondered if it was anything to do with the build-up, like the fact that this trailer dropped maybe a year ago and we have been waiting for a year and I've just been devouring every piece of media that has come out, every trailer, like we had all seen Ken's song before, Ken's song. So I don't know if it was just like a build-up of the emotion, the adrenaline, the expectation of waiting to see this movie and then it was over or if it was the content. But the movie finished and we kind of just had to sit there in silence for a bit. We are both a bit shaken and my husband was like, are we going to go? And Anna and I were like, oh, we just just need a moment. And it happened again the other night when I went with my friend and she was the first time she was seeing it and she had the same moment. She was like, why am I so emotional? And she just had to sit there for a little bit before we left. I guess, like, also, full spoilers for the film. Like, if you're at this point in the podcast and you haven't seen the okay. film yet, you've, you've, <laughs> you've stuffed up. Oh, I'm sorry, you've absolutely fucked yeah. up. But would you say, like, you know, your mum would, would make, like, little, like, outfits and stuff uh, for your Barbies. This film has such... Uh, a link at the end, they have like shots of, uh, I think I think it's part like family videos from like the crew and stuff when they were kids. There's a whole montage mm-hmm. sequence of them growing up with their families, with their parents, their moms and stuff like that, sharing these moments. I, I think that was the moment in the film where you could you could feel the vibe in the cinema change and everyone just be like, okay, this this movie's a lot more than we thought. When, when they first announced the Barbie mm. film, I thought it was just going to be, like, fun, silly, sugar fest. Okay, it's really sweet, mm. not too deep. But they go for it. Obviously, it's going to speak to some people more. But, yeah, I remember when that scene happened, there was just, like, this awe in the, in the, uh, in the cinema. Yeah. yeah, and I think mixed with the Billie Eilish song, oh, which feels Billie. like the saddest song. Billie, <laughs> what are you doing? Um yeah, you can't help but just be so emotional. And my friend who was there on the other, on Monday night was like, um, yeah, she said, women are amazing. And, like, that montage just felt so amazing. Um, and it's, yeah, that point in the movie. I, yeah, I think another thing was the first time I saw it, because I have just been devouring every piece of content that's come out, it felt like I had seen the first 15 minutes of the movie already. So I kind of sat there going, oh, yeah, I've seen this. Oh. Um, I knew that was coming. And people were laughing at things that were funny, but I felt like I'd, yeah, I knew that was coming. Yeah, I'd seen that before. Even Barbie being like, have you guys ever thought about dying? Like it got the biggest guffaw in the audience, <coughs> but also like we knew that that was in the first trailer. Um, so that was kind of funny. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I thought when, you're right when you were saying we didn't know what this movie was going to be like, I thought from what we'd seen with the Barbie dream house and all of that, it kind of felt like the whole movie was going to be like that in Barbie land, the pinking, the beautiful bright pinks and bright technicolour. Um, I wasn't expecting the feminist masterpiece, as I said to you, um, that came after. Yeah, that I, I love that everyone going into the cinema, like everyone's dressed up for it, which I found really, really fun. Mm-hmm. I, I think this whole like Barbenheimer meme has been the best thing that's happened 
in years because it's just been fun and yeah. everyone's enjoyed it. It, yeah. it isn't like Oppenheimer versus Barbie. It's no, you see them both. <laughs> Go see them both. Yeah. Save cinema. Enjoy yourself. You're going to feel things in Barbie. You're going to feel numb in Oppenheimer the whole time. I'm still weird about <laughs> seeing them together. <laughs> it was. Ugh, I'm still. Yeah. Did you see them together? Within a day of each other, yeah, and I right. just it's 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 it, it whiplash. I can't believe some people saw one after the other because yeah, Barbie yeah. was meant to be the fun one to watch afterwards. I'm like, no, that's heavier somehow. And the first movie is about bombs, yeah. so it's it's a lot. <laughs> now look, there's really. Th- there's an actor in this film that you have a connection to. Now, yep. I think everyone everyone has a friend in their friend group who has that story. And it's one of those stories that you've heard a million times, but you're like, you never get sick of it because it's genuinely a good story. And it's like a one in a million sort of thing. Cassie, you have that story. Can you please tell me about your connection with Ryan Gosling? And while you do so, I did say that I have a surprise. <laughs> I will organize that surprise. Okay. Um, So without, like, mentioning names, I didn't sign an NDA or anything, but I'll just keep it kind of vague. Um, I know a young actress who was cast in a movie with Ryan Gosling and it was shooting when she was, uh, I think she was 14 at the time. (laughs) Mm, Yeah, go on. And... um, I'm going, oh yeah, sorry, I'm continuing. It was really exciting at the time to find to, this person I know was cast in a film uh, with Ryan Gosling. That was very exciting to hear. Uh, and then it turned out that the the schedule for the filming. <laughs> you're, you're a, yep, yep, you're a dick. This is really good uh, for audio as well. Um. <laughs> this is really good. Uh, listeners to the podcast, Jesse has put on two pink sweatbands, uh, a, some black uh, sunglasses, uh, a blonde wig, shaggy wig, and a pink head sweatband. A lot He's more Ken effort went into this than you expected. <laughs> He's just Ken. And I get to keep um, this. <laughs> um, yeah, so this young actress I knew was cast in a movie to play his daughter. Uh, anyone that starts to know his back discography will, not discography, filmography can figure it out. Um, and the the scheduling of the movie meant her parents actually couldn't go over for the first two weeks of production and filming. Um, so since I'm good friends with them, they asked if I would go over, over to be her chaperone, um, and I said yes. So I flew with her to America, flew business class to America. Um, was there for like the table read of the movie. Uh, we went out for dinner. I was there for costume fittings. And I was there for a week of filming as well, which was really nice. The funny thing that happened was there was a lot of it's a, when you when you're on set, it's a lot of sitting and waiting. The really you don't get to do a lot, as I'm sure people are aware. But um, there was a point where I was sitting and waiting because the young actress was in school on set, and I was chatting to Ryan's assistant, and because he was in his trailer, and I was saying it's really funny she still keeps referring to him as Ryan Gosling, like they're about to start filming and she's still kind of awestruck by him, starstruck by him. Um, And so the assistant was like, well, maybe, you know, we can have an afternoon where they hang out and get to know each other a bit better. So we went round 
to the house that Ryan was renting where they were filming and we spent the afternoon, we had lunch with him and hung out and that's that was kind of where we, that's where I had my photos with him that, um, you know, I can send you for posting or you can put up on the screen right now when you edit together <laughs> the video. <laughs> um, yeah, so we spent the afternoon hanging out, getting to know him, the two of them got to know each other a bit better and we had a nice time. And then I was there for a week of filming and he was just really lovely to her and to everyone on set. Um, he's really friendly and got, to, got some funny stories as well. He's a really good comedic actor. Yes. And so we don't give away who this young actor is. The film that they did, I watched recently, and he's hilarious in it. That movie's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. He actually has. <laughs> oh, you can see now. Um, yeah. He actually had um, a guy on set, like a friend of his who is a comedian who, I don't know if this is giving too much away, but whatever. Um, he can hunt me down and we'll have a chat. Um, <laughs> he had a guy on set that would, in between takes, like whisper little suggestions to him to help him, you know, try this, try the, try this again and say, say it this way, you know, give him little, not improv ideas, but character ideas that were a little bit funny. Um, and this guy actually worked with him on Crazy Stupid Love as well. So I wondered if they're still mates and if he helped him on this film or if this was all Ryan. If this was all Ryan, then good, well done. It, th- this movie's going to win Oscars. He yeah. could very well win Best Supporting yeah. Actor. But look, we'll get into Ken a bit more soon. But let's talk about Margaret because I did find it funny at the start when you said um, all your Barbies had American accents and you couldn't make an Australian one. Well, now we have yeah. an Australian one from Except what, that- Queensland? Yeah, she's from Queensland, the Gold yeah. Coast. Um, one thing I was thinking about in my second viewing, because, you know, everyone, there's quite a few actors in there from the TV show Sex Education. There's the actress from um, Bridgerton. I wondered why the Barbies were all American. But then maybe that's just because when people play mm. with them, they put on American accents. But, <laughs> I, you know, why wasn't? British Knack, I don't know her actual name, I feel really bad. Um, why weren't these, like Emma McKay, why weren't, Why wasn't she speaking with an English accent? Why did the Barbies have to be American? I did see, um, so, well, probably should talk. This film's had backlash from the worst people that I'm not going to, f- fuck them. Um, <laughs> but I did see that one person online was getting really worked up that when Margot Robbie's doing interviews, she has her... Australian, Australian accent. accent and they were getting mad that she doesn't always do the American accent because it somehow proves that she's a really good actor because she can do both <laughs> like well, one naturally and one acting and he's like why is she trying so hard to be good it's I I, I it's don't literally her job yeah I, <laughs> there are definitely some people who won't get much from this film I, I, I've mm-hmm. heard a few people say They've seen, like, men walk out of the last third of this film. Yeah. Keep walking. <laughs> Just keep, keep walking, guys. It's- I don't – I have devoured so much. As I said, I've devoured so much before and now, like, I go to – I don't use TikTok but I go to Instagram and I even just press the little search and – when Harry Styles was in Australia, that was just full of Harry Styles. And now it's just full of Barbie. All the interviews with the cast, Margot Robbie and all of those, all the little, all just other people's commentary on it. And did you know this? And did you notice this? Like I am devouring all of that now. So I don't know who sent me 
this video or <laughs> where I saw it, but somewhere I've come across this video where the scene where Ruth takes Barbie's hand and says, now just breathe, like that moment. A girl, she was filming the screen, panned to a guy in the audience in the crowd and he's sitting there watching wrestling videos. On oh, my his God. Oh, phone. no. Literally watching someone doing bodybuilding instead of watching that moment. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. He'd be like, yeah, yeah, flick, 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 scrolling through TikTok. But he was just sitting there watching a guy like working out. He instead of watch watching the most two females masculine thing he yes. could possibly it's, it's like, yes. I, I need to counter this somehow i'm feeling <laughs> things I, I i need my ken to you were saying that you have a bunch of things coming up across your instagram do you have a mm-hmm. favorite fact about this film because i found out something earlier today and i think this is the best thing i've ever heard but do you have any favorite facts there was there was two that have really stuck with me hang on i wrote them down so i wouldn't forget there was one that said, when did when did it go from you can be anything to you have to be everything for females? So Barbie's thing is you can be anything. But then Gloria tells us in the real world, you have to be everything. And when it, that one hit me, I was like, oh, yes. And then the other one, people saying, Barbie movies, oh, it's just feminism 101, Gloria's speech. It's not not anything we haven't heard before. I saw one the other night that was like, it's yes, it's feminism 101, but it's not it's not Gloria telling you these things. It's Gloria telling Barbie about feminism. Barbie doesn't know about the patriarchy. Barbie doesn't know about feminism. So it is feminism 101 for Barbie because she doesn't know all these things. So you're not being told these things. You're watching someone learn these things for the first time and hearing those kind of ones. I'm like, yes. I think the fact that, you know, they're calling it like, quote, feminism 101 and it's still having such a backlash probably means that a lot of people still need that 101 lesson. So we're still unfortunately at that point. Because, like, so I've seen a lot of guys getting pissed off with how, you know, men are, view- are portrayed in this film. But it's not how men are portrayed. It's portraying the patriarchy as a bad thing for both men and women. Mm. And I can't believe there are people who don't quite get that because the film is, this is as unsubtle as a film could be about it. If you don't get it from this, watch watch wrestling. Watch wrestling on your phone. <laughs> I mean, do, do what you body have to building. do. do watch yeah. your body putting on your phone. Um. But again, again, we're, we're very far into spoiler territory. You see Ken become miserable and hurt everyone, putting up this facade to be what he thinks he needs to be to be in this world that he's made. Mm. And it's just damaging everyone. It's like, that's, that's the point. This is showing why, like, how men put up this wall so they can't talk about, like, mental health and they fuck up relationships and shit like that. I, I, I don't understand why people are still getting so mad at this. <laughs> This Mm -hmm. film is like, hey, everyone, everyone needs to chill and just be better to each other and understand that there are certain, like, structures that are going to help some people more and you kind of have to recognize that. Um, Yeah. The commentary on this film is killing me. It's like that moment where Ken says to Barbie, how does it feel, you know, when everything's not about you anymore? And that's literally flip that back on the poor men who are sitting there go, oh, no, 
it's not about me anymore. Yeah? How does that feel? <laughs> you did a perfect, like, old, like, like a 60-year-old Herald Sun reader kind of voice. Like, oh, Margaret. And they're the people that yes. are writing in <laughs> saying, this movie. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, look, as, you know, you said this is a, like a, a feminist masterpiece. I, I mean, I agree with, but we're obviously going to look at that at very different angles. What is the message you want men to get out of watching this film? Oh, what message do I want men to get? Just chill because, out. Because <laughs> as this film is shown, it's going to be up to women to tell us. <laughs> oh. Okay? I just need you to spell it out. Make it real simple for us. Um, just chill out. Just chill out. Um, <laughs> I don't – it's a hard one because, like, if men are needing this movie to get a message, then, like, they, they need a lot more help than the Barbie movie. But I think – the way that females in the crowd like whooped or burst into tears after Gloria's speech, you know, the one where you have to be this, you have to, you don't have to be like, be smart, but not too smart. Be, be the boss, but don't be too bossy that you scare people. Like, yes, that's our, that's our every day. You know, one time, you know, I've been called bossy at work and I turn around and goes, yeah, but if it was you doing the same thing, gentlemen, um, you know, you'd just be assertive. It's things we've always put up with. So to have it put in a movie like this that billions of people around the world are going to see, it can't hurt. It's like you said, yes, there are lots of us, lots of progressives who know all of this, but there are some people, I think, in other parts of the world or in smaller towns or with less progressive friends and family members, maybe they're hearing or seeing these things for the first time and it's kind of helping support little thoughts they've already had or um, feelings that they're having and going, okay, oh, it's not just me. So for me, I think it maybe it's more important. It's important for the, it's more empowering for the women than for men to learn a lesson because it takes a bit more for men to learn a lesson. Just a no little offense. bit, a little bit. <laughs> I also feel like I, I'm really diminishing this serious conversation we're having by wearing, by wearing this a blonde wig. ridiculously <laughs> itchy wig. This is the worst <laughs> thing I've ever bought. Oh my God. All right, back to regular programming, I guess. People who, who <laughs> haven't watched, like, any of our video content are going to be like, that, that was nothing. What has he done? Why, why so would you what do about, a visual can I flip that? Can I flip that back on you? What oh, Jesus, message okay. do you think? men should get out of this movie um it's it's it, it, i think it, it's tricky because i would like to think of myself as a little bit more progressive not like not there yet but a little bit more than you know like you said there's going to be some people from like some small town who quote unquote don't know better and stuff like that mm. i think when you when you watch it, it it is one of those things that really does America Ferrera's speech, where she just lays it all out, you kind of start like picking all like the women in your life. You're like, yeah, fuck. Like, they're doing a lot of shit that I don't have to even think about. Like, it's not an issue for me at all. I, I can just go about my day. But they're having to put on like a performance, basically. And it's fucked. And there's like a structure around that. But also that same structure also hurts men as well. Like it's not helping anyone. Mm. So I think it shouldn't have to be spelt out b because men don't live it every day. It is something that's not always been the front of our mind. 
But there, that moment, I think, really hit hard. Um, and it does make you sort of uh, think about, like, the relationships you have with different women, you know, professionally and socially and everything like that. Um, and you're like, am, am, I, am I a dick? Like, have I been a dick? <laughs> do I need to fix some stuff up? Which I, I think every now and then you do need to kind of check yourself and be like, am I being a dick about things? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'm hoping men get a similar message out of that. A lot of the guys that I've spoken to have have gotten into that. And look, it's gonna be one of those things. It's like we could all just pat, pat each other on the back and be like, "Yeah, we got it. Good stuff, guys. Let's just continue on our way." Um, but hopefully, it's one of those things where you can reflect on it. And again, it shouldn't require a movie, but it mm-hmm. hopefully can be like, "All right, hold up. I've had to think about this now. Maybe I do need to change like behaviors and stuff like that." So that's what my hope is. But I think actually. The majority of, you know, not all men, um, the majority of males I know are more like Alan. <laughs> I think I'm Alan. <laughs> Alan, I saw another, I don't know, another reel somewhere in my in my devouring of <laughs> all of the content. <laughs> um, someone pointed out that Alan is the only male, in the, the only man in the movie. Where Ken, when Ken represents the patriarchy, Alan represents like your average guy. He he supports Barbie. He fights for Barbie. Like he beats up those construction men. That is he the best. fights for Barbie. So good. Like he is there to support them. He helps them. And that's how most guys are. So if there are certain men looking at this movie and feeling real butthurt about something, it's probably because they're seeing a bit of themselves in Ken when we yeah. Do. I think a lot of guys are seeing themselves in Alan. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm hoping I'm more Alan than Ken, mainly because that I, I like Alan's jumper a lot. Did you ever have an Alan toy? Was was Alan an actual toy? He was. Okay, and he was married to Midge, is what I've learnt. Oh, and Midge is the pregnant, the pregnant one. Oh, so pregnant Midge came out in the. 80, 90, 80s or 90s, I think, but at, Midge and Alan have been around since the 60s or 70s, but they made Midge pregnant in the 80s or 90s. Was there a particular Barbie that you were most drawn to? Yes, Teresa, because she's brunette. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, we had a Teresa. Okay. Also, one other thing that doesn't get touched upon in this movie, like they talk about Skipper. Barbie actually has three sisters. She's had, she's got Skipper, who's the one that, like one of the Skippers she has, was the one that raises her arm and her boobs grow, lives in a treehouse or something. (laughs) Then there was Stacy. Stacy's a bit younger than that. Um, And then she had a sister named Kelly who was like three or four. So I don't know who Barbie's parents are, the the age difference between (laughs) Barbie and Kelly. They're getting busy though. They they don't have just smooth lumps in front of them, which I'm glad was referenced multiple times. Whoever's there. (laughs) Smooth lumps. Ken yelling at, I have all the genitals. We used to have a Kelly. My cousin had a Stacy. I never, I didn't know anyone that had a skipper. But, yeah, there were... For four Barbies, like four sisters. If and when they do make a Cassie Barbie, 
Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm assuming this podcast will be the catalyst for that. Um, fingers, <laughs> fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, what what do you what do you come with? Oh, what do I come with? A small white dog. Yep. <laughs> Maybe a flute. You ever seen a musical instrument playing Barbie? I don't know. Yes, probably. Barbie can do anything. Can you play flute? Do you not know I can play flute? No. Obviously, I don't do it enough. Maybe I won't. Maybe it, seeing as it's not synonymous with my personality, I shouldn't have the flute. No, but it's like a surprise bonus kind of thing. Like, Yeah. Also I, has a flute. I honestly thought you were about to grab one. You were just shuffling in your chair, but like, oh, <laughs> here's one I prepared earlier. Yeah, it is. I keep it down below. Um, maybe a microphone then for singing. Yes. Yeah. Is I that think what that, you thought? Yeah. Karaoke Cassie. Karaoke Cap. But then people want to spell it with a K, and I do not do that. No, 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 no. Mattel, don't touch this. Trademark, trademark, trademark. Okay. <laughs> this is a property of Story Mode Can Podcast Network. Can I karaoke with a C instead? <laughs> <laughs> Crooning Cassie. Yeah, that works. Okay. Done, done. Um, are there any other kind of toys from that era that you want made into a film? Because apparently they're looking at making like a Mattel cinematic universe. And can I just <gasps> say, let's not do that. Let's yeah. not cheapen this. Not everything needs did to be you, a fucking universe. Did you hear about the link to the Lego movie? No. Okay. Just another random video I've consumed in the past fortnight. Someone said, so I don't know if you've ever seen the Lego movie, the, the first one. Um, have you but, met me? Of course okay. I have. All right, just checking. That was um, my Barbie. The the little boy wants to play, you know, work, you find out that he's actually just playing with a Lego set in the basement that's owned by his dad who wears a suit, who is a very important businessman, and Lego costs a lot of money, so you'd think that that person that owns all that Lego, has a lot of money, so maybe they're CEO of a business. Mm. That man is played by Will Ferrell, perhaps the CEO of Mattel. I don't mind that. I don't mind that it's at good. all. Good, It's good. I like it. And it does also work with the whole, like, yeah, these toys have their own world. It doesn't need to make sense. It's there. That's not the point of the film. They then went on and made the link that maybe he's so good with toys and building things because he's actually elf. And I went, whoa, 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 no, too far, no, too no, far, no, <laughs> too no, far. No, okay. Because you know how Elf builds the New York City And maybe he has a stepbrother as well, and he's done this after he re- retired from Rally Car or NASCAR or whatever yeah. the fuck they have everyone about. Also yeah. Anchorman. Yeah. Anchorman was there as well. <laughs> <laughs> he's also there. <laughs> um, back to the movie itself. Oh, no, what's your favourite part? I think for me in the opening scenes when they're in Barbie land, I just think the amount of detail that went into that, they know how important it is and so they didn't skimp on anything. You know, apparently they went through so many rounds of testing with what the dream houses should look like and how they should be made and the fact that they actually made them. And I think just the perspective of the house is so perfect, the colour pinks that they used. Um, the decals on the walls, the decal inside the fridge, the decals, like she opens the fridge and you actually can't touch, you know, it's just stickers, but then you can get the um, milk carton out. 
the size of like the toothbrush and the hairbrush when she brushes her hair, like the size of it is perfect, the ratio of the sizings, um, the plastic pool, like all of that is just perfect. When the other night when I saw it for the second time, when the ambulance came for Ken after he has his surfing accident and the ambulance pulls up and it popped open, the doors opened, the bed came down, every, like every thing you get for Barbie is like that. So one of the things we got from our family friend in our big bucket of things as kids was this bedroom. It was like it looked like a cylinder when you got it, but it opened out into like th- three kind of sections and it was a bedroom. So one was a cupboard, one had a bed that folded, it a bed that folded down and like it all was compiled in but folded out and flipped out. So when I saw it the other night and the ambulance came and everything opened up and flipped out I heard a girl like a couple rows away just (laughs) gasp because that's what all the Barbie toys are like it comes compact in a box but then it has to flip 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 and do all these cool things so just that kind of attention to detail was so fun the part when she goes into the shower yes so well done and I I really like (sighs) when she floats down to the car Greta Gerwig was like I want it to seem like you know somebody was like holding her and passing her from her house to her car it added so much to it, um, but also which I, mean, I wondered if we needed the Helen Mirren voiceover there telling it to us. But then, yeah, there are some dumb people that need to know that. Why is she flying? Oh, she's not flying. Nobody also, puts makes Barbie go down the stairs. We needed Helen Mirren for my favorite moment of the film when Margot Robbie as to Barbie <laughs> thinks that she's not like attractive or she's not beautiful, and it's like note to note to the filmmakers. Um, if you want to have a, a Barbie having doubts about how beautiful she is, don't cast Margot Robbie, which is fair yeah. enough. I can't get over how good Margot Robbie was in this. So good. Oh, and everyone, everyone I've spoken to mentions the moment, but it's so spot on where um, where she is about to break down and she flops and she sits down and she's yeah. basically an L shape and then just falls to her side. Like that's what happens when you put a Barbie down. They just flop and then they fall over and then they're laying down like that. Like it's just perfect, face down in the in the great in the ground, <laughs> in the grave. <laughs> like all oh, that got dark. Okay, in the, in the ground, not okay. the grave. All right, I was going to okay. say gravel. <laughs> it's a midway point. Um, I hope she wins the for <laughs> it because it's going to be so. Yeah. That's, just, that's just fun. That is just good vibes to that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Did any of the other portrayals of some of the what was it? We- was it Weed Barbie? Is that what they called her? Oh. Weird Barbie, yes. Weird Barbie, so, so good. I saw it before my sisters did. Um, all three, of my both, my all three of us, or my two sisters, have seen it now. But my younger sister asked, "Do they need Kate McKinnon? Is it one of those moments where you're like, oh, you don't really need the big name of Kate McKinnon in this movie?" Like, but no, no, Kate McKinnon is perfect in this role, and the way they describe Weird Barbie is perfect because everyone has a Weird Barbie. Like you just start cutting their hair and then, oh, whoops, it gets too short. We had so many Barbies with buzz cuts, so many that we drew extra makeup on their face or, or, or things and they ended up with these really weird manky faces. So many, I, this one thing I'm surprised but maybe makes sense that wasn't in the movies, sometimes Barbie's heads fall off. That's just a way of life. Um, and there's a little thing in little the nub. that makes their head be able to be a little knobbly thing and sometimes the knobbly thing would get, would like the neck would break and the knobbly thing would get stuck so it wouldn't wobble anymore. So you'd have to just shove the head back on the neck. So there'd be a ton of Barbies. 
Yeah, no, I wonder, I wonder no why that wasn't the head film. Was just Weird. <laughs> can't imagine why. Do you guys ever think about so dying? Because she has. <laughs> She's thought about it. She lost her head and came She's back. long dead. Um, my only thing that I've said, like the only negative thing I found about the movie, not negative, but the only like thing that wasn't accurate was the ratio of Ken's to Barbie's, Barbie's to Ken. Because for us, we had, if it, for us, the ratio was 10 Barbies to one Ken. Did find and that so weird. We would often have to dress Barbies up if we wanted boyfriends for all of them. We'd have to dress some of the other Barbies up as Kens. So, in that fight scene, in the I'm just Ken fight scene, I was like, that is way too many Kens for a Barbie land. I, I also just want to make note of in that massive fight at the end. The fact that somebody gets shot with a gun and it's not touched on at all and you see him in a sling later on is one of the funniest things I've seen in the film. <laughs> I was laughing so hard when you see him later on in that sling. Uh, you know, I, I, look, that's probably kind of leads into my one complaint about the film is I felt like it, towards the end we get a lot of Ken and Barbie stopped being Margot Robbie's stereotypical Barbie and she became Barbie the concept. And it, the balance sort of went a bit strange. Um, mm. But I think they regained it at the end with some nice moments. But if I had one complaint, that's all it was. Mm-hmm. Um, also that I wanted to meet other stereotypical Barbies. Oh, like they have been like a whole town off like, them. Yeah, like you could see them in the background. I feel like the... Um, the garbage collector Barbies maybe were stereotypical Barbies. Um, there was one that I think she's on the Supreme Court, but maybe she was also the garbage lady. Um, I was like, I bet you're stereotypical Barbie as well, just with the blonde, the big blonde hair. Um, the other thing, you know, I'm like, if you've got to cast Emma McKay, who is Margot Robbie's twin sister, <laughs> why not make it? Because that's the thing. Uh, I don't know if you've ever watched the show Sex Education on Netflix. No. Okay. Well, she's – I can't remember. I think she's the physicist Barbie. She's got brown hair. When she was cast in – when this she appeared in Sex Education, everyone's like, is this Margot Robbie's twin sister? And so the fact that they cast her in this movie, we were like, oh, makes perfect sense because so many Barbies look the same. But they've given her brown hair. I was like, why not just get all the Margot Robbie lookalikes? Like Jamie King is another one. Um can you imagine if they just had them all? Maybe that's in the sequel. Maybe I, that's in the sequel. I, I was, was going to ask, okay, I, I think we neither of us want a Mattel cinematic universe because that's the dumbest idea I've heard in a while. Do you want a Barbie sequel, though? Yeah, I, look, I think it's going to happen regardless. What would you want that one to explore? Um, I did hear a concept and I thought it was on a one on a recap podcast I listened to and now that Barbie's in the real world and now that Barbie has a vagina and reproductive organs since she went to the gynecologist, maybe she has a child. Maybe that child wants to learn about her mum's roots. Maybe that child finds her way back to Barbie land and maybe she and Barbie go visit Barbie land and... I don't know. Something else happens there. I would love if they went back and they realized like, um, like America Ferrera went missing and she was there. 
Mm-hmm. Like she had moved there. America Ferrera is so cool. I love her so much. After watching um Superstore, she's just one of my favorite Superstore. people. Superstore, so good. Did you have you seen the thing about how? So there's a little bit of the reverse Wizard of Oz where it starts in Technicolor and then when they go to the real world, it's a little bit black and white. Um, someone pointed out that America Ferrara has worn black or white, black and white at every premiere for every press thing they do. Everyone else is in their pastels and their pinks and their blues and America is always in black and white or black because she's the real world one. Ah. I mean, they have gone hard so with some of those look now. pink carpet yeah. looks. Um, I like mm. all those people like comparing Margot Robbie's outfit to the actual Barbies. I'm like, that, that oh, little detail is so fun. So much. Yes, so many good details. What's um, perfect. What's something from Barbie? Is it Barbie Land or Barbie World? Barbie Land. Barbie Land. Yeah. Barbie Land that you would want to bring to real world. Oh, imagine just like not having to use stairs. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> just sure, not okay, using cool. stairs. <laughs> you could have brought like literally the concept of magic, but yeah. Um, <laughs> not one using story houses, stairs. I That'll guess. Do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you do you, okay? Like two story houses, but you don't have to. You can just float from the third story. That's okay, that would cool. be that would be kind of cool. Drive without actually steering. Just also, waving at people. I just remembered also, something I was going to ask you. What? So gone. No, it was. I think America Ferrara's response was the all women Supreme Court. Supreme Court, Court which is which is probably a better better <laughs> response than not having to use stairs. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't like walking up and down stairs. Look at me. I'm not built for that. Um, there was one thing that I'm like, I kind of agree with this. That. Ken stole, like, horse girl energy. Doesn't Barbie ride a horse in a lot of situations? Like, why did Ken become the horse person? Why were there so many horses in this film without there being an actual horse in there? Oh, there was one, I think. Yeah, there was no... Oh, they had hobby horses or that moment where they just were, like, galloping with nothing. Yeah. I guess when you look through the history books, that's what it is in America, a lot of men on horses. So I guess that's why he took that. But, you know, Barbie isn't a question because Barbie is everything. Barbie can be everything. But Ken is just Ken. Just Ken. So, yeah, I guess that's, yeah, I guess that's why. There was a. Yeah, it's just men on horses. I couldn't ride a horse. That scares scares the shit out of me. I will fall off. I will break all my bones. (laughs) I would just turn to dust. No. Um, you did say on social media that you thought this film maybe isn't the best to bring, like, a kid to. Ugh. <laughs> Expand <laughs> on that, Grunt. so many children. <laughs> Ugh, I went to a four o'clock session on a Sunday the first time I saw it, and there were lots of children there. Like... Ten and up is fine. Eight and up is probably fine. But these were like four or five year four or five year olds. Like it's too wordy. Yeah. It's quite visually pretty. Like they were quite having a nice time the first for the first 15, 20 minutes. But it's there's a lot of quiet moments. There's a lot of introspective and a lot of thinking and feeling. And they just got bored. It's two hours. And yeah. so that session when um when Ruth is telling 
Barbie to breathe and the whole um, we mothers stand still so that daughters can look back to see how far they've come. That that moment, which is lovely. That's a really good line. These kids was like, lovely. These kids were like pressing the recliner thing on their set and you could just hear the leather rubbing its leather. Because you know, they were just bored and it really just takes you out of the moment. And when I saw it the other night, there were teenagers, teenage boys whispering during that scene. Like, whoosh, 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 whoosh. like not even whispering what, quietly. What's happening? Loud whispers. Why, why is the movie against us? Why am I why feeling this things? Movie hate us? Yeah. <laughs> So that's why it's not a kids' movie. No, I know it is Barbie, but show this movie to your kids again when they're ten. I don't want to wrap up with one last question, and this is some advice for listeners, basically. Now, what other films have you seen that sort of scratch the same itch as Barbie? Nothing recently. Ooh, I can't tell you ever a time ever that I have paid to see a movie more than once. Okay. Ever. <laughs> and you, like, you've been determined to, like, the moment you saw it once, you're like, I'm seeing it again. Yeah. yeah. I, and my friend who saw it the other night said, I will see that again. I was going to, but train replacements and, and me being lazy <laughs> and not booking ahead, got ahead of that, but whatever. <laughs> um, But even, like... I don't know. Like there are movies I've, you know, DVDs I've watched before or net streaming things where I've watched and gone, that was a great movie. I'm going to watch it again. And I could watch it straight away. Um, and there are movies in my life that I have watched over and over and over again, but never one that I needed to see within a week of seeing it. Um, and that's what this movie did. And I actually feel like I can't even explain why. And my friend was the same. The one that I went to see it the second time with was her first time. She's like, why am I still thinking about this movie? We can't quite pinpoint why. It just kind of made us feel a way, made us feel things and, yeah, just needed to see it again. I think that leads in nicely Also, there's something about, I was going to say, there's something about throwing money at a female director that feels good as well. A female director making it an original film, which is it's like the most like successful original script we've had in like twenty years. Because everything else is, mm-hmm. I look, I know it's derived from Barbie, but it's an original story. Cause it's like yeah. it's like a Barbie story. Um, yeah, it's so cool, it's so good. I need to go back mm-hmm. now and watch Lady Lady Bird. I keep calling, I keep going to call it Ladybug because I listened to the footy with Broden. <laughs> Lady Bird. I need to go watch Lady Bird. Uh, which I may do this weekend. But to start them up, how would you describe your relationship with Barbie? Not just the film, just with Barbie in three words. Oh, three words. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Nostalgic. Is that a word? Yes. Yeah. My relationship with Barbie. Yeah. Um. Can I really appreciate how hard you're thinking about this as well. Like, you're like, I oh, know, this has to be perfect. I just don't, well, because even when you said, give me a, when after I watched the movie and you said, give me a three sentence review and I gave you two words instead. <laughs> I can't take three two words. I'll give you two words. Feminist masterpiece. That's three words then. <laughs> All up. Feminist. <laughs> oh, nostalgic. Feminist 
Masterpiece. Is that my three words for the movie? It can be. What? (laughs) Masterpiece is one word. It is one word. I thought you got three words now. (laughs) Okay, good. Oh, we got there. Crumbled at the end. What happened? My Barbie's head fallen off. (laughs) Put it back on. (laughs) Shove it back on. (laughs) All right, well... Fourth is falls apart. Wait, you didn't tell me um, your fact that you learned. Oh, yeah. This week in the past. Oh, oh okay. We'll, e- we'll end this with this. So, you know, the, ke- the Kendom, in some mm-hmm. places, some localization, it's called Kenmark. Like Denmark? Like, Ken- like Denmark. Yeah. Come on. So when, like, there's this, the sky writing, it doesn't say Kingdom, it says Kenmark? That I've heard. That's word in the street. Wow. Mm. Also, sorry, sidebar. Do you know that Sugar Daddy was a real <laughs> okay, Sugar Daddy? Okay, kid wait, was you're a real right. Kid. There's two things we need to talk about. <laughs> Rob Brydon, <laughs> I almost got up and cheered because I'm like, have has no one here seen any English comedy? <laughs> you fools! <laughs> There's royalty on the screen. That made me really happy. <sighs> I realized we haven't talked about the music. Oh, there's so we don't have to end it here. Just keep talking. Just this keep is like a podcast. <laughs> um, no, legit. The music. The music. Uh, what do we start with? Matchbox Twenty or Ryan Gosling's amazing singing voice? <laughs> do you hear that? That's. Um, I'm not. I'm just Ken. Sorry, I'm yeah. not Ken. He's Ken. He's just Ken. He's just I'm Ken, just Ken. Yeah. Was at, wasn't a, in the original script. Um, apparently. Mark Ronson? No, someone was who wrote Mark Ronson, yeah. Mark Ronson was like watching it and was like, "Mm, it needs this giant number in the middle of the, and wrote wrote this song for Ken. And then they went, yeah, okay, let's make a giant dance routine for him. And and then release it on Spotify and be one of the biggest songs on Spotify at the moment. Yeah. Did you know that before La La Land, did you know that he could sing or was a singer? No. I didn't know he was funny or could sing. Like I, I, he, he had a band. I can't remember if he told me this when I met him, um, but it was around Halloween when I met him. We carved <laughs> pumpkins, actually. Sorry, did I you mention met I met Ryan Gosling? <laughs> Where? And he has a Halloween band. It's very specific. What I are they? I can't remember what they called the something bones. Can I Google it? Yeah, Do no, you go for it. Google music. Because, like before. I saw this and recently I saw, saw the Nice Guys. My knowledge of Ryan Gosling was he met Cass once. I don't know how far. <laughs> I, like, I've seen The Notebook. I've seen 99% of Blade Runner. I haven't seen the last five minutes. Long story. Um, but I've always, I've, I've always liked him. But he, he seems like one that's like genuinely good dudes, far too talented, kind of scares me a little bit. I didn't mention the other thing was that when I, the movie came out two years after they filmed it and the family of the young actress actually flew me over for the premiere. So it was two years between meetings um, and they had this like Q&A at some um, movie cinema and all the cast was going to be there for the Q&A. So we were in this tiny little holding room and everyone was there and he was saying hello to everyone and he looked over at me and went, oh, hey, good to see you again. Oh, nice haircut. 
So within the two years of us seeing each other, like he remembered me, knew I had long hair last time I met him and I had short hair the second time I met him and acknowledged that. From a, a purely uh, selfish point of view, my favourite part about you meeting Ryan Gosling is it dramatically reduces my seven degrees to Kevin Bacon mm-hmm. to like four. Because mm-hmm. they were in what? That was that movie. The the um They were in Crazy Stupid Love together, weren't they? I haven't seen it. But if they were, I will. Oh. I have so many tidbits. Um, not about that movie. There was something else I was going to tell you. Oh, the, the first. Just do you want more, Ryan Gosling? Keep, keep going. <laughs> so when we hung out that afternoon, we were playing little get to know you games so that the young actress could, you know, get to know me better. We had these little this little deck of cards um, where she was asking him questions. And he picked one of the cards and the card was what book has changed your life? And he like when we ran around the circle when everyone talked about the book that has changed their life, his was like um, The Lord of the Rings and he told us this story about how he read it, read them all when he was seven and it was like in the news because it was like, whoa, a seven-year-old kid read all of The Lord of the Rings in a week and it was like a news story and he, he comes from a small town in Canada. Anyway, and it got to me in the circle and I'm not much of a reader really and I just said, oh, no book has changed my life. And he said, did you just say the notebook changed your life? Oh, well played. <laughs> I said, no, 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 no. Hey, but you're like, a Not little. the notebook. I wasn't trying to. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. I like no. to think that that's the moment. I was like, never really a like, Ryan Gosling Maybe I am person. funny. You weren't a Ryan Gosling person. <laughs> He's Persing? But then you met him. I was Persing. I ne- yeah, I was never like, you know, I never had posters of him or was never interested in. I never. He's I was never a Ryan Gosling person. I think it was funny though. After watching the film, my husband said to me, "There was something about watching someone that you know was really nice to your wife on a screen, (laughs) and it's really it's a nice feeling to have. (laughs) Like he could have been a dick, and he never was. Yeah. And he's like, and that just makes you like him. He was he's just he like you said he comes across really nice. He is." He is how he is in those interviews. That's what he's like. I, I like how this is becoming a Ryan Gosling fan cast, and now that you've told me that he loves Lord of the Rings, what else I am in know? love with Ryan Gosling. So <laughs> I'm cool with that. We can keep talking about him. Did you find out what his band's called? Yes. Um, oh, I, I did, and then I closed it. His band was called Dead Man's Bones. Oh, that's not funny. Come on with a better name, Ryan. Um, I Actually, when I used to host trivia and I used to do my Halloween quizzes, I would put some of his songs in there because they're all Halloween songs. My Body's a Zombie for You is one of them. Okay, I'm going to have to go listen to this bit. That's really, that's really fucking I up. feel like he played, I feel like he played this playlist while we were carving pumpkins, but that seems like a very unlike him thing to do, play his own music. Sorry. Just but maybe he did. While you were carving Pumpkins with Ryan Gosling. It's just Pumpkin. such a weird thing. And there was a moment where he had to help me do something, like the knife wasn't working or I couldn't scoop something out. So he actually came over and, like, leant over me to help. And in that moment I was like, people are going to ask me, what does Ryan Gosling smell like? So I smelt him when he did that. Um, and? He just smelled like it. Like, like pumpkins at that time. <laughs> just it smelled like pumpkin. <laughs> pumpkin spice. Oh, <laughs> delicious. And yeah, but I just remember having this thought going, people are going to ask. That's one of the first things people are going to ask. And people did ask, oh, what does he smell like? I'm sorry. 
I'll know this because hang I around other people if they're asking you that. <laughs> don't. No. That's, you don't mm. hang around girls enough if you don't know that that's the first thing they're going to ask. Mm. Okay, I better get some better aftershave or something like that. Well, let's wrap up this podcast for third time, second, third time. <laughs> okay. Cass, where can people find you online, not in real life? Please Ryan, don't. Ryan Gosling's <laughs> <Please> house. <don't. laughs> <laughs> um, can, I guess you can follow me on Instagram if you want. Um, my handle's Cass Vag, C-A-S-S-V-A-G. Um, I say Vag because it was my maiden name, but, you know. No one else I'm does. I'm now very used to being called <laughs> Cass Vag. Nobody else is. No one else does. Vag. Feel free to follow me on Instagram. I post things on my stories every now and again. I don't know. Um, I often uh, will co-host every now and again. I'm a guest host on my friend Anna's podcast, The Lighthearted Heavy Podcast. Uh, we'll be recording something next week, but I've done a couple of episodes with her already, so you can find that wherever you get podcasts. But, yeah, please uh, don't and, find and, me, but you can follow me. And uh, be sure to go follow that because that's a, I'm a big fan of that show. I think the conversation mm-hmm. you and I have had are very good, especially the uh, mm-hmm. the uh, dinner guest one. That was very funny. Which I'm pretty sure in that I finally did get to mention Ryan Gosling in the second episode. You did. You 100% did. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you want to hit, listen to more Love Letters episodes, there's a bunch now on Spotify and iTunes and wherever you get your podcast from. So subscribe, leave us a review. As I've said, we have started up our own channel again, breaking off from the Story Mode podcast. Um, so please go give us some reviews and some love and some attention because I need it because I'm very fragile. Um, we're also on social media. We're on threads and Instagram because I'm trying to be young at Love Letters Show, and because some jerk on Twitter stole that um, that username from me, we are love underscore letters pod on Twitter, but let's face it, I'm not going to be using that because that place is fucked. But with that... It's not called Twitter anymore. It's don't, I don't, don't it's wish X. this evil upon Follow the show. No. Uh, Follow us on X. Uh, don't, don't. Just, no, I can't. I can't Well, you anymore. don't tweet things anymore. You post. You zeet them, apparently. Cass, thanks for joining in. Hope you had fun. Uh, Thank you for telling us your Ryan Gosling stories and why Barbie means so much to you. And Thank you for giving me a platform to talk about my Ryan Gosling stories. People just don't do that for me anymore because it happened so many years ago. was a vehicle just for that. And I'm sure in future we'll get you on to talk about uh, Notebook, Crazy Stupid Love, uh, any any Ryan Gosling Mm -hmm. film I'll get you on to discuss. Okay, great. Happy to do it. Uh, listeners, if you haven't seen Barbie and you've just listened to that podcast, you, you fucked up. Um, but thank you. If you have seen Barbie, tell, <laughs> tell us what you thought of it. Unless you're a misogynist. You can fuck off. Uh, but yeah, we don't want that. No. Until next time, we'll uh, catch you around. Bye. Mwah. Bye. Done.